Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. Welcome to episode 52 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Just myself, Wooly, and Nathan at the moment. Be uh, Fraser and possibly Wax joining us later. But um, we've had a we had a big night last night, mate. We were out at the dust till dawn. What a it was! Uh, it was at dusk. Dust till dawn, it was dusty and warm. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it warm? Oh. Well, we got there and the, it was like, we got out of the car and it was definitely warmer than Brisbane. And then the wind, there was a warm wind blowing. It was really strong. We had trouble putting up the uh, tent and that. Lucky a guy came over, an English guy, and he had some batten screws and he put the batten screws down through the bottom of the gazebo into the ground just to hold it there while I was double strapped. I double strapped oh, everything and then I couldn't get the uh, side panel on and just goes side, to show yeah, how hard the ground panel. is. Oh yeah. Screwing into it. And Shit. I was banging in with the mallet and then I the bending all the pegs. Lucky I got bought a little like ten dollar, fifteen dollar kit from Bunnings with the real thick pegs. I was whacking them in. And I should have uh actually to get them out, I had to go and use Noel's um uh claw hammer <laughs> to get them out the ground. Yes. They were they were stuck. Imagine how all them campgrounds, how many like pegs are just get left in the ground. Well, most people use a peg uh, to do get it out, don't they? Like, okay, but I've actually got a peg puller, but I bent the end on it as well. It's got a little plastic handle on it, but they're not that thick. You need a, something big, heavy duty. I'll have to make something, I think. But yeah, what a what a great event. Jeff's What's a runs, really good event, eh? Dawn, wasn't it? The atmosphere was, uh, yeah, we had the old music playing opposite us, two lots of people. <laughs> Play a musical till five. I think they finally gave up at five thirty. I was like in the in the swag. We <laughs> I didn't sleep at all. But, How uh, many people was in it in total in the end? Oh, Must have been a couple of hundred. Sixty odd. Then people entered on the day, turning up. There would have been a good two hundred, and all the teams and that. Uh, yeah. It's a really good atmosphere, and um, yeah. Did you see they had um? Yeah, they had a like guy a, there. Um, yesterday. Legendary ultra runner from a from australia yeah yeah ron grant was there and uh your dad said oh, i thought it was him he was the first australian to ever run around uh well, he was the first person to ever run around australia um yeah yeah he did it um so you have to do it consecutively so it's every day you got to run at least 20 kilometers yeah. so he did the thirteen thousand three hundred and eighty three kilometers in 217 days it was back in like 1980 something. And it's an average of 61k a day. Wow. And I tell you what, he looked really well and healthy and yeah, he's he in did. his 80s. Yeah. He looked yeah. really, um, Grant. really Legendary well. Australian. So, and actually, Jeff, though, Jeff, who organizes it, he does the Gold Coast 50 every year. He's the only person that's done every one, every 25 Gold Coast 50s. And he has the number one. Um, because he just gets the number one. Uh, ah, so, so that's Jeff runs. That's yeah, him. Jeff oh, runs. Cool. That's it. Yeah, he um, he, he's done every Gold Coast fifty. So, oh, awesome. Don't fit. Yeah, so it was a pretty hot week, wasn't it? Really, mm -hmm. like it cooled I... down a bit though, hadn't it? And then all of a sudden, Saturday today, he's gone back up into the mid high thirties. When oh, I got out there, I was just like, man, you, this is just dry heat. It was dry, that wind. Wasn't it? And it was like proper, like being in the outback, couldn't it? And that's why that ground is so dry, because that wind just dries it out, even though we've had a lot of rain. Maybe they haven't had so much down there. It look, did look a bit parched in places. We noticed it because we've got horses, so we're always looking at paddocks and grass and going, oh, it's dry out of here. And, yeah, but, true. Uh, yeah. Super but, dry. Uh, it's only an hour and a half. It's a nice little drive through the countryside. Um, and there was a water, electricity, um, out 
there and I finally found the showers. I took the long, I must've missed the first set of showers. I was in that right out the back, um, found the next set of showers and, uh, lucky it was nice warm water. Was there water toilets out there shower. as well? Yeah. Toilets right around there. Nice toilets. A few cane toes in with the shower with me. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, for, just for the listeners, it was basically a one K loop around a like campgrounds, but it, Went sort of debt. There was a big section that was like a straight, you say, like sort of like gravel road. road. Yeah. And that's where all the tents were. So, like Nathan had his tent up. Um, Noel McBurney and um, Sam Gardner had their tent set up directly opposite us on the other side of the road. So, it was really good for spectators because they got to see you come past like every Twice. few minutes. You know, Twice you're, in a lap. Yeah, yeah. you're up. Uh, you go past them on one side and then past them again on the other. I was keeping Matilda updated with, oh, three laps to go, two and a half laps to go, two laps to go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I need the, I need, Matilda, I need the car key. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was. um, Then your dad's there with the car key. What do you want? What do you want out there? Can you get the injections in the esky inside the car (laughs) over the left-hand side of the esky? Next, the green one. Next time I come around, your dad's standing there. With the green injection, I was like, fucking oh, what a legend he found it. <laughs> yeah. I know where everything is when I put it in an esky. You should do hopefully be there. But uh, it was. Yeah, we were laughing because when you were um you were running, you said to me, Grab us my head torch, right hand side drawer on the table, and I like went into your thing, you had a full kit with everything <laughs> in like compartments and but yeah. I was cool. I got both of your torches out. One was now, which like one really you small want? and one was really big. And I said to Noel, what one do you reckon he'll want? And he said, oh, I reckon the smaller one, but the bigger one's definitely a better um, yeah. lamp. It's because that went... battery can go in three strengths. I could put that battery on the other torch, I think, and that would give it the same three three strengths. So you go 100%, 70%, 30%. But that 30% is so bright. It's like 300 lumens even at 30%. Blinding the, thing... the other people coming the other way. Yeah, that's it. You could see people when I was running down the track, you know, there were spectators that were like turn, turning their head away because <laughs> they were like, ah, he's like, that's bright. Yeah. Well, I'll sort of talk you through my week because it was yeah, an interesting one. But um, on the Monday, I... I run 13K just nice and easy. And I'd already had it set in my mind I was going to not do much this week because of um, I wanted to have a good dig at the race. But then um, Tuesday, I woke up and I'd had like food poisoning Monday night. So I, was, I actually had a day off work. Didn't do much on Tuesday with like really bad guts and that. And then um, Wednesday, I was pretty much good. And I think I just jogged 5K every day, like really slowly until um, until Friday. I did, I think I did another 5K on Friday. And then um, on Saturday, uh, my dad said, oh, I'll come out and watch. So I jumped in with him and my sister came. So we drove out there. We got there about an hour and a half before or something. Yeah, about half four. We got there you, about you half You were already set up with your, yeah. everything Oh, there's loads of people there already. And, um, yeah, basically it was like a sort of rural campgrounds, eh? Like, yeah, Tagulawa showgrounds. It's like, they've got a, it's a lot of people camping. It. It's quite surprising how big it is. It's very, it's like, um, um, Kilkeven showground, very big as well like that. And they have there's a, loads arena. of caravans and that out the back, yeah, out the other like back miles there, yeah. away from where we was. Like, yeah. And there was, um, there was even, there's even stables there. Um, there's a look like a rodeo kind of arena, but looked very overgrown. So they don't use Not it. Like it had been used in a while, eh? Yeah, there's a lot of cat. It's cattle country, isn't there? Because Kilcoy's got the big meat works. Yeah, there which yeah. you would have driven by. So it's all cattle country. Uh, yeah, we did drive past that huge, big open place. On, they were working Sunday as well. Yeah. So seven days a week. Yeah, and then. uh Went for a jog and I was thinking. We went for a walk. Um, Did you walk? Well, we, we walked walk, the course, walk didn't we? We walked yeah. it. And then only a 1K quickly, loop. And I had literally, since I got there, half past three, I had not sat down. I was just like getting stuff ready, trouble with the tent. Matilda was getting stuff out. And then and then um, I still hadn't put the, got the battery box out and the lights and everything. So I didn't want that. 
doing when it got dark let's get that ready and said all you need to do is turn the switch on turn that on those lights really did help there in the um in the uh gazebo and then we told her, just sit down like, you're, you're gonna be stuffed and your dad said the same thing so i just sat down for 10 minutes just to relax well, when we, we walked the course didn't we straight away because i had like mm. three different sets of shoes with me mm. we walked the course and i was like going oh maybe we're the vapors i mean we're, maybe we're the alphas and then there was a section of the course that had like some pretty big stones in it. I, I kicked like, one. Oh. There were one of those stones. I kicked it with my left foot when I was when I was walk, running around with with Sam one lap, and it bounced up. And I just you know there's not much protection on those vapor flies, alpha flies. I've, I creamed it with my right big toe right on the end. I was like, oh, I remember talking to Sam, and, and just inside of my brain, I was going, oh, my uh, toe uh, really, really hurts. It took ages to go. But, uh, yeah, and I think if I'd have been doing more than fifteen k, I might have probably gone for the alphas. I would have worn my old my old pair. Yeah, but I, I was thinking on that short. If I'd gone shorter, yeah, I was thinking I'm gonna try and run it as fast as I can. And then I thought it was basically like grass, gravel, and a bit of like a dusty sort of area. Yeah, well, that that got dustier and dustier down. That's oh, how my shoes got. Mate, my pain. eyes was at the end of it. My yeah. eyes were just caked with just shit there was a few places actually then coming back along that home straight that was getting really dusty as well yeah um but i tell you what after i'd finished i was so i sat down and i just was like just chill out for a minute and i sat down and then all of a sudden like the heat went from the wind blowing to them being cold and it actually got quite oh, cool yeah out. yeah it does that doesn't it overnight yeah. temperature just drops I, like, I need to i need to move so i took my singlet off put a t-shirt on and then i was like I was going to put the shower together, you know, the camping shower, but I went, oh, this is just too much, too hectic. I'm just going to walk around. Like, and that was like a K and a half walk. Oh. But it was a good warm down. Yeah, It was a good yeah. warm down for my legs. And then that, not, oh, nice hot shower, mate. I was like, it just really helped change me. Just uh, and then got some. Because when I finished, I sat down and I thought, oh, I'll um, give my timing chip back and I'll run a few laps with you. But when I finished, my I had like this really pounding headache. You must be dehydrated, I reckon. Yeah, and I was so I started, I was necking. Because the sun um, was still out when, it was just, water. just pipped down, wasn't it? When you well, it was were... getting, it was actually getting a bit hard to see when I yeah. did my last couple of laps because the sun was going down and I was like, you know, when you're really concentrating, looking at the floor, looking for potholes and stuff I've really hurt you. that'll hurt your eyes and your head yeah and then cook when you mix in all the sh the dust and that from the gravel and that in your eyes but yeah ba pretty much i i won my race so i was stoked you were flying i've got you on video a few times so we'll i'll put a uh we'll hopefully have it done by next week we'll uh, put the link in and i'll do a little video yeah cool youtube yeah. yeah, I went out a bit too hard. I went out sort of like I went. I was aiming to run four minute k's. That was my sort of goal. And the first couple of k's I went through was like around three forty five, which was a bit quick. But I felt so good because I was like, for the last few months, oh, I've been running on tired legs. Like every time I've done a park run or something, I'm always like really knackered from such a big week. And because I'd had nothing, I hadn't done much this week. I was running really well, and then I um. I got to about 8K and then I started struggling a bit. So my splits did drop off a bit for the second half, but I managed to oh, average, I think, 355 a K. So I was um I was really happy with that. And um yeah, to get the win was pretty, pretty good. Not very often you get that. Yep. But that, that really just a really good event. Well great atmosphere. Community and it was cheap, event. wasn't it? Like really that fifteen k was fourteen dollars to enter. Yeah, and you got a medal. Bloody yeah. good. Yeah. And it was a, just a good, like, like the Jeff, the guy that runs it. Jeff runs. We got we got a photo with him at the end. Yeah, I've seen that on Insta. Yeah, yeah. Like he was, was a real larrikin, wasn't he? Like he was quite funny at the start. He went and did a few laps, didn't he? He was out there running a few laps. Did he? Oh, I didn't yeah. see. Him. Later on, he was out there running. How's that bloke who won the award? Or something and he he was drinking wine and having a cigarette before, <laughs> before the start did you see that yeah he was yeah. racing he was running too was he pretty uh, funny eh? bloody yeah. funny um, so let's go through the results because um uh, go through you, just talk about your um about your experience yeah you had a sort of a up and down experience yeah i i um i didn't i knew there was a couple of 
uh, people in there that had won it the years before, but I didn't know that uh, there was a couple of fast guys in there this year. Um, anyway, I was expecting to run at 5.30k, and I was averaging about 5.28, 5.30k. In some sections, uh, if you look on my Strava, and even faster, I was at 5.07k, fastest k, I think, something like that. And uh, I was feeling really good, like, you know, I had a few aches here, then it would go, this knee would ache, then it would go, and hip would ache, would go. Um, and, and then my sugar got really high, got 22 after not many laps. So I stopped and did some insulin, but I should have just taken like half a unit of insulin. I had two and a half units of insulin. And, and if you look on um, Instagram, there's a photo there. My sugar went up like Everest and then down like Everest, you know, up and down. And it just went, kept going down, down, down. It got down to like five. So when it got to like seven, I was plowed. I did two gels. I did a Powerade. I think I did the, I did a Lucasade and then got to like 26 Ks and I went, oh, I had to stop. And I was like, it's coming, it's coming. Two big power chunders. I remember showing, showing, showing Sam the two big wet spots in the dust, just before the dust area oh, by the entrance. Shit. I was like, what? Was there people around you? Yeah, they were oh. like, you're all right, man. I said, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Just power chuck. And lucky I've always got something to was blowing my nose into it. I was like, oh, yeah. Get that shit out. But it was all just liquid, really. And um, and a little bit of, like, you know, like candy. And I felt so much better. I was like, oh, I got back running. And then my sugar was still low. And I was like, oh, I need to. Then the fatigue kicked into my legs of the not doing enough training now i've been doing 40 50k weeks it's not enough not long i've been doing I 19k longest run so i haven't been yeah. doing long enough runs to get that stamina and uh, sam's been doing like double runs long runs slow runs just to build that stamina up in the legs yeah i reckon if you did more training you'd be able to hold that pace that you started at for yeah. sure just keep well, going well for for um gold Gold Coast Marathon, I want to run at 4.45 a K, so I'm going to have to, but the terrain's different. But not only that, the weather, to... you got better weather to train oh, through yeah. as well. Like, it's been so hot. Too hot, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and that was probably played a factor as well. The dehydration part wasn't drinking because I couldn't hold it down and I'd throw it up and even the water was coming up. And actually, like, just before we went to bed, I'd felt better, but I didn't eat. I didn't have an evening meal or anything yesterday. I was down to 71 kilos when I got home this morning. And um, I had some yeah. water. Sorry, um, just going back to your run, like on that, yeah, on the course, like we should say, it was <coughs> billed as like a flat course, it but like your, your run had like 270 meters of elevation in it. I had 80 something meters, about nine meters a, a lap, yeah. And it was the, the terrain was quite difficult because there was a section where it was like grass, but it was kind of really there was holes and cracks in yeah, the grass well, couldn't go fast and then you sort of once you got past the um where all the tents were on the gravel bit it went to sort of like holy grass dusty and then there was like um area. it would have been a muddy gravel which obviously had been through and it was wet with tire tracks and then it was rutted so you had to yeah. watch your foot in there so um to really pick your you pick your line eh? like Avoiding you couldn't like be out running shit. on the road where you don't even really look at the road. You just know it's going to be yeah. clear. So that slows you down a bit. But so, yeah, like eat, take it as it was. It was, you know, I, I, I cut from the 100K quite rightly to the 6 and then went, no, I'll stop. I'll go from the 6 to the 50K and then I'll just know when I'm going to be able to finish. And I remember thinking, shit, 19 laps to go. Let's just get this done. And I thought, I can't wait till I've got like 2K to go. And then... Yeah, I just I was running with this lass called uh, Jen. She was doing the twelve hour. She was hoping to get eighty k done. She did. She did eighty k, and um, I just sort of ran with her and just tried to stay with her just to keep the just to stay at that pace. And and then I got I got uh, take overtaken. I even I was a lap ahead of Tia Jones. She was the second woman in. Um, she I was a, a full lap ahead of her, and then she pipped me got obviously got back I, I slowed down so much she was putting in a couple of fast laps um so what um what, what were up, the results for it yeah 
So let's, let's read out the results. Quite uh, a few events, weren't there? It was, what was it, 10, well, 15? Let's read out the winners for every every event, yeah. male and female, okay? So in the 12-hour, Charlotte Roberts actually took out the win overall and first female. 131 laps. Um, wow. 31K yeah. in 12 hours. <laughs> I was running with him for a bit. It was Adrian uh, Polidano. And uh, he was first male um, and second overall, 118K. So it's still a good run. That's he was bloody, still running yeah. in the morning. He was still keeping a good pace going. He ran a bit with Sam. Um, the 12-hour relay winners was Midnight Stars. They had 136 laps. The six-hour, Dan Simmons, was 73 laps. That was good because usually they only get about 65, 66 laps in. And the first woman was uh, Kerry Williamson, and uh, she got 54 laps. Let's go down to the six-hour relay. Not my idea. One in uh, 60 laps in the six hours. Uh, <laughs> That's the name of the team, not my yeah, idea. Yeah, not my idea. The 100K, uh, our friend Sam Gardner took out the win in nine hours, 49. He had a great pace going. Yeah, well there done, Sam. Four DNFs. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And actually, the person, Daniel, I think I heard him, or either Daniel or Paul, they were running. They were saying, oh, I've only got 5K to go. And he goes, it won't be my usual uh, park run, 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be a bit slower than that. And then the, um, they got in just in the 12 hours. Uh, the 50K, John Pearson was flying. He was motoring 408, first male. First female was Tracy Thorn Thornhill. I was running with her for a bit. We were playing cat and mouse. She'd stop and get a drink. I'd take her back, and then she'd catch me back up. So she did well in uh, 442. I was um, fifth overall, third male. Um, so I got a podium in 516. So well there was also a marathon on, so 42.2. First male, Oliver Carey, uh, 340. And first female, Karen Thorburn in 429. We had the half marathon. First male was Christopher Barstow, 157. And um, a couple of DNFs there as well. Mate, there was actually a guy from the Burt Squad that won the half, and he <laughs> ran like 129 or something. So uh, I don't know how he's not in the results, but unless they've just stuffed his time up. What was I'm he doing? Sure, I'm sure he told I didn't get his name, but he, I'm sure he told me he ran like one hour 30. Just they under. Might, they might have had him entered and he hadn't changed it in a different race. So yeah, maybe. I don't know. Strange. The 10K, which is for under like 18s or under 15s or something, uh, was Brett Clark. I thought there was a chick running as well, but anyway, one hour three. Um, and then the 15K was yourself in 58, just under 59 minutes. Although your time is different. Yeah, my time is different to that. But anyway, and first female was Hina Yoshida. Was that the last that's married to Fraser's workmate? No, no. Was different. No. And we have to announce that the second female in the 15K race goes to Mathilde Tassel in her first ever proper like race, running race. Well done, She's Mathilde. Nice, well done. She's she was hoping to get in within like we were saying 145 to two hours. She's actually gone and smashed it in one hour, 35 minutes. So she'd been doing a uh, six minutes, something. Okay. And she felt great. She said, she was just like with motoring, you know, so those race day, race day vibes just get you, don't they? And the, and the adrenaline and everything, you just sort of, you can push through it. You know? Yeah. So, um, she was, she was going well every time I saw her. Yeah. She's confident. And she just, um, she was in the alpha flies as well. Um, I saw someone else running now for flies. I was chatting to him for a bit. Uh, he's in the video actually that I'm making. And um, yeah, like um, really, uh, really happy with that because third place was only like two minutes behind it. So, you know, I don't know if she knew they were that, that she was that close, but you know, she um, she's done well. She stopped a couple of times just for a drink and that, and then just motored on and that. And uh, 
didn't you? Uh, did you run with a head torch? Yeah, she had a head torch on as well. So uh, I had even time to stop and grab that. Because and... because when the sun did go down, it just went down. <laughs> like it went. Well, that's Australia, isn't it? Goes straight up, straight down. Little no bit sunset strange in him. Just dark. But yeah, great event. Really enjoyed it. Glad I went out there. I recommend everyone to get out there and have a go at that, even though it is a bit of a drive. Like it, the actual atmosphere yeah. at the event was great, <laughs> real community. And um, you don't have to camp. You could drive back if you wanted to, but I was worried about a bit about roadkill and stuff. And those roads, I've got to say, some of them were some potholes and big yeah. lumps in the tarmac. There's a, there's a huge dead kangaroo on the side of the yeah. road when we I went back. It. And I was like, whoa, man, that dude did some serious damage, damage to your car. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like you need you need the daytime sort of. So you just take a swag and just. just like we it. were saying off um, before we started recording that next year we should. <clears throat> there was a section on the course that was like grass, and it had powered sites. We should next year get like a, yeah. maybe if we hire a mini bus or something and take a heap of people out there and set up a big take gazebo a with a drinks tent and um, a trailer on the end. Going yeah, be be really. Really good fun. Check everyone's swags in it and that. And, you know, uh, power I mean, for Pete, anyone listening probably has never heard of this, but years ago we used to, used to do this event called the Caboolture to Mullaney Relay and you used to start in Caboolture and you, we always would hire a minivan and get cars and I, I can't remember the exact, but I think you could have between 10 and 15 on your team. So you, you, um, you run, I think, a minimum of 10K. Uh, each leg's got to do like 10 K and um, we used to do that back in the like late eighties, early nineties. And um, well, it'd be the early nineties cause I wasn't in Australia in the eighties, but it was a really big popular event, but it just, the atmosphere was very similar to well, that. I, uh, I think with all the, you know, when the new insurance laws came in and you know public liability it's just too hard and it's quite dangerous because you're running on roads yeah but it was a similar atmosphere like it sort of you know there were, it wasn't super super competitive but everyone was there having a laugh cheering each other on it was great i can understand why they moved it from caboolture because at caboolture the old historic town a 500 meter loop would be it's almost like too small isn't it um, oh, is that all it was? I thought it was a K loop. No, it was a 500 meter loop. So you had to do like to do 100K, you had to do 200 loops. You go a bit dizzy, I reckon. Go a bit yeah. And we should say that they did change the um, course every hour. So you changed but, direction, didn't you? But they only did it the once because it ended up mess. It ended up like no one was listening properly. And so in the end, even though they're going back the opposite direction, you know, as when we started, we went round to the left and that well when yeah. people back through going the opposite way they still went off to the left and round they didn't <laughs> obviously compute it the yeah, yeah. stuff and so they just went oh they were discussing whether to change it or not and then the guy who came, who won the men's uh 12 hour his wife was running with us and they said oh they're thinking of or walking with us like, oh they're thinking of not changing it again i said look if they ask for any advice just tell them not to change it leave it it's yeah. fine it's, it's, no one knows and matilda had a thing where she went over the mat and then they said oh you gotta go back over the mat so she went over the mat and it went oh you've done a lap and it was like oh hang on she had to go and run half a loop again to include it as the loop because she hadn't uh, done a whole loop so yeah. i thought she would have and that messed her time up so she could have easily lost her second place there I think that's why why my time is different on their results to the Strava time because when I come across the finish line, they said, "Oh, are you the first guy in the fifteen? I said, "Yeah," and they and they said, "Oh, we didn't get your um time as you come across the mats." He said, "Can you quickly run across the mats again?" So mm -hmm. I did, and then he went, "Oh no, we did get you." So yeah. I said, "Oh, they I hope I haven't stuffed my time." Up. time. Not and he said, oh, yeah, we might have just, like, made you added another lap or something. And I was like, oh, I didn't really care because I had it on my watch. You but won. That's yeah. why it's different to um. There was no place medals, was there? So nah. you, just can have it you could have it engraved for a couple of bucks on your... On your like, uh, when I was um running, you said to me on one lap, just slow it down. Um, mm -hmm. You're miles in front, but I was like, I was tempted to, and I thought, nah, I've come out here to have a 
crack like just keep going blowing up because like, you looked like you were sweating buckets and i was like yeah i just didn't want you to blow up because i did i was um, okay I, like, I was definitely uh slowing down yeah. there's 1k i did it was over like 405 and i was like oh shit i've really dropped the maybe the nerves got the adrenaline got to you a bit and then you start yeah fuck yeah i'm feeling good like just go yeah because it's like hard to you know, when you don't really run at that pace very often, like mm. it's hard to know how quick to go until you like run about 400 meters and then you can check your watch. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm going too quick. And I thought, slow it down a bit. So then I thought I slowed it down a bit, but I just hadn't, I was, um, <laughs> I just yeah. kept going, but yeah, no, nah, it's good. When we do the next race is uh, run army in it in the city 10 K and that's going to be hard for me to judge how hard to go because like my pb for a 10k was i'm talking 30 years ago 1998 in lanzarote actually i'd got um 42 minutes i think 42 22 or something 42 25 or something but so that's 21 just over 21 minutes per 5k but i don't think i could keep that pace at the moment for um 10k so we gonna have to work out what to go at? I don't know. What's your splits for that? Twenty-one minutes. What you're running there? Like four, four twenty? No, four. What's that? Four ten. Just over four twelve. Yeah. Four twelve. Okay. So yeah, four twelve. Look it up on the. We'll give you forty-two minutes. minutes. Yep. Yeah, forty-two minutes. So I don't think I could do that. But um, yeah, like Matilda set a goal for an hour for the ten k. I think that's pretty doable. You can go a bit harder. On a 10k and the 15, and just don't go too mad on the first 5k, then you can always speed it up. But yeah, you back when you lost it, can you? I don't know what that course is like. Is it dead flat or it's in the city, isn't it? But I don't know how because you could do it. I mean, there are hills in the city, so it depends. I don't know where it starts. I think it starts near Anzac Square, to be honest with you. That's why it's in the city run army. But um, yeah, have you have you um. Have you heard about this race in Northern Ireland on the last weekend? They had 130 runners break 15 minutes at a 5K race in Ireland. Mm. 130 like a park to run go or? under. It was. Uh, it's it's like an actual road race, but it's supposed to be you know flat, fast, 5K. It's a lot of people under 15 minutes. And yeah, so it was one in 13, 37. Mm. By Henry McLukey. He's, he's English. Is it downhill? <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's entirely flat with less than 10 metres of elevation. So it's basically yeah. like running on a dead flat road. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be a good one to go and chase a PB on. But, but I'd say... Right, give that a mention. That that's pretty impressive. In the, in the race yesterday, I, was, I got to a point I was... And I was hurting, eh? Everything was hurting. My sugar was messed up. And I actually said, that's it. That's enough now. Like, no more. I'm not going to do the Gold Coast Marathon. I'm not going to do London Marathon. I was real, real, real negative. Like, I'm I'm stopping ultras. It's not good for me you know, being a diabetic. Like, you know, I'm just puking up every time. Um, Every ultra I've done. Like, except for the Brisbane. The Brisbane Trail Marathon was just under was that 40 nearly 44k and that was under just under six hours no problem at all but then because it's a trail as you can walk walk a bit and then yeah walk those hills run you don't go crazy it's when you're setting yourself a bit of a faster time i remember the first 50 i ever did but i wasn't sick i was pretty you know it was under six hours it was pretty good um so um yeah I, I don't know i just got maybe i think i just adjusted my sugar too much and then just took on too, I was talking with Noel Burney afterwards. He said, You just had too much sugar in your gut, and it just went, Now nah, get out, you know. So, yeah. um, but I'm feeling a bit better today. Like, me, uh, actually, I could, I could actually, like, my legs are actually, I've been walking around a fair bit, completely different to when I went to bed because I was cramping and everything. I was like, Oh, quick cramp, cough, you know, straightening my leg out. That's allowed me back because if I bent my leg, then something would try and. Crap. Yeah, they'll know that but feeling. I've, I've sort of, yeah, my brain's come a bit better now. I don't know when I'll do another ultra, but, um, you know, like, um, just got to let this pass, let the muscle ache go, and then I can just sort of get into 
training block for um for Gold Coast, then you know if I do go for three twenty, or I might just go for maybe five minutes a k, um, and go for uh, for three thirty, edge it away. Like you that. should um, I reckon you should just focus on trying to get a bit quicker, so you don't have to do so many k's mm. in this heat, and then once it starts cooling down, start jumping in on them Sunday long runs. Yeah, I need to get some endurance in the legs. And that, that made a difference and then get some bits bit of speed work yeah that's my um my plan from now on is just keep smashing them tuesday morning mm-hmm. sessions if i can get there if not i'll go to the striders tuesday night sessions and um and just get comfortable with like hurting because like that race last night it's like when you get into that point of suffering because i was like running as hard as i could you really got to like battle with your mind to not back off the pace. Yeah. It'd be so easy to just slow down. And the only way you get good at that is just keep putting yourself in that zone. You get yourself in the hurt locker quite regularly. You get quite comfortable with it. Yeah. And that was it. I haven't been in the hurt locker for a while and it was like, but man, you start, once you start, you run with someone just chatting and you just sort of like, you can, you can actually like, you know, you know, it's not going to, nothing's going to snap. You know, it's just muscle ache. That's it's being bothered to be able to go. I can take that muscle ache. You know, there's. A, I reckon there's an element of it too where it doesn't matter whether it's a three k, a five k, a half, a marathon, or whatever. There's always that point where you feel like I've got so far to go. That's when you kind of get those negative. Like you know, you always have your sort of worst periods. Yeah. When you've about halfway, because you know you got so far to go and you're fatigued already. It's just. So running is such a um psychological sport and that mm. it's funny because like the shorter distances i find it's not i don't get the muscle fatigue it's uh it's uh, the cardio yeah fatigue yeah. you know which you were probably feeling yesterday your legs still felt good but you were getting like oh so like park run your heart rate's up but doing that yesterday i was just knocking out the 530s and faster okay but when i when i really had to slow down when they got the negative thought going was when I was in the hurt locker, not from the cardio. Cause my, I was running like my heart rate was still, yeah. you know, some of those faster ones was in cardio as well. It's the legs were hurting and it's like going through that. Oh, it's like someone sticking needles in your, in your quads. And you're like, oh, I can in your IT bands. And you're like, oh, and then you can feel your back of my, uh, it's the, then the muscle is called the tibialis or the, the ache is called tibialis posterior tendonitis so you know your ankle bone on the inside is around the back of that that was just getting a bit tender and i think where did i get that before i got i was getting that when i was running in those uh, zoom fly shoes if i ran too far so i stopped running in those um but yeah it's that it's a it's a different sort of the aches different in it like park run it's the cardio you're like i can't keep this rate going but when you run the longer distances like you know half marathon marathon anything over that it's the legs start hurt and you're like, Oh, can I be bothered? Still put one yep. foot in front of the other. Once you've been running for 20 K your legs just start fatiguing. Don't they? Mm. Doesn't matter whether you're going fast or slow. Like you could, gonna I feel that on a Sunday long run, like after 20 K yeah. everything starts to hurt and you just, yeah, you just need to put that. It's not um, that you in anaerobic. It's just that the muscles have been had enough of working for so long. Yeah. Yeah. We should give a shout out to just the boys who aren't on today. Uh, Steve Sparling, Spartan, has had a 74 kilometer week. He is back. Yeah. So um, that's a great week. Fraser's had 56K this uh, week. And um, Brad. Brad and Steve run together this morning, apparently. They did. Yeah. And Wax has had a 52 kilometer week. So, um, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 the last three weeks have gone up. Bang, bang, bang. So, and uh, Brad was at the Striders as well. Oh, was he? Session this week. Yeah. So, he's sneakily, I might say, going under the radar, but getting fitter. Yeah. He's avoiding us all. He's doing, but he's doing well. Um, I've been chatting to him on the phone. He's, uh, I think he's still been doing his uh, park run at Redcliffe every week. Yeah. It's not usually, it's not a really good indicator of, of your, um, like your strongest park run effort there. Cause that's a horrible course. It's right on the water. It gets super windy. Indeed. Yeah. It's been windy it's as well this week. And it, There's no it's shade. It's just yeah. nuts. This time of year is not good 
Um, yeah. I went, Tammy did um, North Lakes Park Run on Saturday morning. And uh, I took the kids along just so they could go on the playground and that and watch. And um, there was a new kid was, on the block, wasn't there? There was a kid. I, he's not in the results because it says unknown. Oh. But, mate, this that the kid that won that. If anyone knows, shoot us a PM on the uh, on the Instagram page because he looked like he could have been thirteen or fifteen years old. You know, somewhere around that age. And when he finished, he did fifteen something, like fifteen thirty, fifteen forty. Oh, that's good, eh? And um, and then second was a guy named Simon Bradbury, sixteen forty odd, and then um, Ben Merlin, seventeen twenty, seventeen thirty, oh, something sweet. like that. In that heat as well. But that mate, that kid, holy shit, he can run. Yeah, I've never I seen him before, he but he was yeah, really, really moving. I think we should give local legend to Sam. Uh, he's uh, for the win yesterday. I think it was a close one with Matilde for second female but sam just he's put in some big weeks and he um oh, the furthest he's ever run was uh 42k when he did that on his own that that race he went that run he went and did up the goat track or whatever didn't he ran up and down it three times yeah yeah 100 uh 100k it was the furthest he's ever run yesterday so um and uh, hey, like think about this has been his taper week right he still did 170k this week Including with the including a hundred k race, he did a seventy k a week. Yeah, and then so last week was one hundred and seventy six, hundred and eighty five. The week before, the week before that was two hundred one. The week before that was one nine seven, one hundred and sixty six. Like mate, he's just knocking these. He's been doing double runs, isn't he? Huge weeks. I think yeah. that's giving him that endurance. That Every run. day he's got two runs. Like ones with the pram, ones on his own. Ones with the pram, ones on his own. Like and they're all. You know, sort of 13, 14k or 8k in the morning and then 15k at night. Like, just he's just been putting so many, um, so many k's together. Yeah. And he's, he's averaged 604 per kilometer, 10 hours and one minute, local legend. We'll have to, um, get him on the podcast. Yeah. Cause sure. that's his first attempt at 100k, first thing larger than a 50k. And, um, yeah, did really well. Him and uh, him and Noel had a pretty good setup. Because when I finished mine, I was really hungry. I said, "Is there, is there no way you can buy food here?" And Noel goes, "Why? What do you want?" Oh, I said, "Just something to eat." And he goes, "I'll make you a burger." So we went over to their tent, and Noel had the barbecue set up and that. Yeah, electric barbecue. Yeah, he made me a burger. Shout out, Noel. Pretty wicked. And then, and they had all the gear. They had their eskies. Sam had his esky up on a like a. Not a table, but like sort of sat on a chair so that you could run and grab out of it without bending over. I thought that was pretty oh, yeah, smart. You bend down. I dropped a couple of my soft flasks and I went, I went to bend down. I went, oh, I'm not going to be able to pick yeah. that up. <laughs> you know what your legs are like? It's like, nah, that's not happening. Yeah, he had um, all his stuff set up at that perfect yeah. height. And um, yeah, that's a good idea. He was drinking V's, interestingly. Was he? Yeah, he was running, running up, grabbing a can of V. And drinking it. a Red Bull or a can of Coke would have helped me. Yeah. I don't know how it's I'd react drinking um, energy drinks like that. You just got to sort of slow down and you need to, bur- you have to burp a bit. But Noel was saying that the, um, they do something with helping the gut release the gels. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd, in the Coke, sometimes I can have them energy sugar. drinks and they make me go all like shaky and that too. It's just too much. It's funny. Cause at the end, cause Noel, and I was like, no, guys, you get, you need to get electrolytes and sugar into you. He said, that that drink you've got is heavily sugar. I said, yeah, but that's what I need. And I'd done a lot of sugar, and I was doing fizzy drink, cans of lemonade and that. And um, he gave me this. He went and mixed up a bottle and brought it over, and I just was sipping that. Anyway, I got like 200 metres down, 100 metres down the track, and I had to stop and spit a bit because I thought, oh, I'm going to puke again. And then so I gave the bottle back to Matilda and said, oh, I can't drink that. It was very light watermelon flavor. It was yeah, too weak. Yeah. You know, it sounds really weak. And then he came over afterwards and he's chatting to us and I'd had a shower. And he goes, oh, how did you find that drink? I said, oh, it made me feel sick. I said, oh, excuse me a minute. Excuse me now. Hold on. I walked away. I said, I'm going to be sick. He's always still talking to me. I'm going to be sick. And I went, oh, <laughs> another power chunder before I, this was at like midnight <laughs> before I oh, went to bed. God. I was like, oh, I can't keep any. I had trouble keeping water down. I was like, oh, no, just go to bed. Sleep it I wonder how much of that's to do with the heat too because far out, man, it was hot. 
I was so hot. thirsty this morning when I woke up. I was like, I was just sipping water because I didn't want to drink too much and be sick again. And then we cooked up some bacon and eggs, something burgers, and, and Noel was cooking exactly the same thing across from us for him and Sam. Yeah, good, good, so, um, good night out that. Yeah, it was good to do it. Uh, it's funny because usually you get up in the morning, you got to race off to a place, and then you got to like, you know, and then fucking yeah, you can have something stuff. to eat and all that. It's no dramas, no stress. Yeah, just take your time. It's just the heat. Is just yeah. real bad. But they, like they say that the heat puts a few BPM on your heart rate. Mm. And my average heart rate on my run was 171, which is, I think the max it was, was like 175. But I wonder how much of that's due to the heat as well, you know. Makes you wonder. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look what mine was, mate. Uh, average heart rate, 159. But then I was running a bit slower and obviously for longer. So Yeah, but I was looking at yours earlier. It was higher earlier on, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe in the heat. Where's the Yeah, when it went dark. Maybe the heat Aiden's. does play a Aiden. factor in that. Heart rate started, peaked up, went one above one seventy. That's why then it slowed a bit. Oh, that's weird that it slowed so much. And then doing and then went up again. Funny because I was keeping the same pace, but it dropped. Maybe just settled in a bit. Um, then it went up, peaked up at nearly 180 at yeah. 20 at 30 K. Oh. Maybe I was a bit stuffed puking or whatever. Yeah. Then it dropped back down, didn't it? So average 159, maximum heart 183. So I don't know what was going on there. Anything else um, you wanted to talk about? Oh, I actually, I was going to say, yeah. Um, I was talking to someone I was running around and we were talking about alpha flies and they reckon that Kipchoge is doing the Boston Marathon in the launch of the new Alpha Fly, Alpha Fly 3, which hopefully means then they'll come on sale around that time and the Alpha Fly 2 might come down in price. Yeah, yeah. DFO will be a definite go to, uh, you know, and maybe find out if they're getting any in. Keep an eye out. But they'll probably have a fair whack of them. Maybe they'll get them in on normal shelves rather than the back shelves. And, uh, who knows? I'm happy to pay a little bit more. Yeah, or, to, to have a you know a few to different few different ones to try on. I don't think I'll go for the bright orange though. I guess it's when they're at DFO, you don't get a lot of choice. But yeah, interesting. What, what the given. difference is between the two and the three. Yeah. Oh mate, let's um let's I'll wrap it up. Cover. There. I'll have to. I'll definitely. I don't know when I'll be running again. Uh, Sam actually says sit on the spin bike might just help the legs flush some of those. Um, Not a bad idea. It's what Ben Parks does. Yeah, well, I've been in the spa today, so that might hopefully no ice bath. Although an ice bath would have been nice with the heat, but um, yeah, I've got to hydrate, plenty of solids in me, and uh, yeah, well, um, let's see how these legs go. Wicked, nice. All right, mate. We'll um, we'll catch us all next week. It was no one else jumped in. But it's all good. We were the only ones that were really there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> On the night. Yeah. But um, we'll uh, we'll catch it all next week.